Welcome to the Roundtable at Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church, a podcast of discussions with substance. Join our staff and leaders of our church as we journey through topics that inform, engage, and inspire the daily life of our church. Welcome to the Roundtable with Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. We're so glad that you are here. I'm Kathleen McMurray. I am the pastor of Connecting Ministries and Worship here at the church. Hi, I'm Abby Maynard. I'm the pastor of Community Ministries. My name is Jay Clark, and I'm the executive pastor here at Pulaski Heights. And I'm John Robbins, the senior pastor here at Pulaski Heights. All right. Today, we have a few submitted questions. When we asked people to submit questions, they actually did. So uh, I will share these questions, and we can discuss them. What spiritual disciplines do you practice or observe? Spiritual disciplines. I mean, every morning I kind of have a routine because I get up so early. Um, So I have a time, believe it or not, of silence, which is always difficult for me to try to be still. I, um, I read my Bible for about an hour every, every day. Uh, and I pray every morning. Uh, my, spiritual director has been a real help for me in a lot of ways. And even now, and I never did this in my life, I would always pray over my, whatever I was going to preach, literally lay my hands on the Bible and pray over that, which I've always done and continue to do. But she suggested that I light a candle when I write my sermon, just to invite as symbolic gesture, the presence of the spirit. And, and I have done that now for several months, uh, in writing my sermons. And for some reason, it really is a powerful kind of symbol for me, which I would have never thought about before, mm-hmm. never uh, practiced it ever at this point after all these years of preaching. And now it's become very much a part. And I, and I had to write my sermon this morning and I couldn't find a fire starter to light the candle. And I was getting a little nervous about that. Like, I'm not gonna be able to write my sermon if I don't have this candle lit. And had to ask Susan where it was, finally found it and went about it. But uh, so, I mean, my point is that I have a routine, but at the same time, I'm always willing to be open to other possibilities. Mm. And having a mentor, a spiritual mentor is important for me to kind of help define for me some of the things that might be helpful that I may not be practicing because there are myriad things in which we can be doing spiritually. And then, of course, worship. Um, You know, what's interesting is I had a seminary professor who said, you as clergy have to find a Sabbath time sometime outside of Sunday morning because Sunday morning in worship, you're worried about the ushers coming down when they're supposed to come down, making sure you pronounce the name correctly or whatever it may be, and you've got to figure out how to take your own Sabbath. So for me, morning really has become that for me. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, sometimes I read Scripture, quite frankly, don't get a whole lot out of it. Sometimes I pray, I don't get a whole lot out of it. Sometimes it's very powerful and very meaningful, but it has to be, for me anyway, a routine, a constant. Abby, what about you? I um, I really like prayer journaling. Um, I have a, one specifically that I like to write my prayers in. Um, and I find that really helpful for me both because it helps me. I kind of can get scattered sometimes and get distracted. And so that helps me to stay focused on what I want to pray on. And it's become helpful for me because I like to look back on my prayers. Um, and it's helped me be more reflective both in recognizing you know, things that God has helped me overcome and the prayers that God has answered. Um, and times where I prayed about something or gave thanks for something and, you know, 
I need to be reminded that, you know, those awesome things were there too and the times when God has showed up. And sometimes I look back and get to see that there were things that I prayed about that seemed really big at the time and and then weren't in the end. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's been helpful for me seeing, helping to see how God has worked in my life is having um, that way of praying both to be in the moment and to look back on on that life, which is which has been helpful. Yeah, I have a, a prayer journal as well, um, and that that's a help for me uh, to focus in on. And then every morning, I also um, just kind of the first thing, you know, as whenever my, my alarm goes off, and I reluctantly um, press that off button rather than the snooze button, and um, I always try to to get out of bed and center myself and say, you know, deep breath, God, have you use me today, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. Um, and then pray for strength. If that's something that I'm needing or energy, um, if I'm feeling a little depleted, um, patience, if I know that it's going to be a diff some difficult things and whatever the case might be, but trying to start off the day, with that mindset um, that, that God's going to be in this day and then close it with the journaling. Yeah. And you know, I, I've tried journaling. I, it just, I can't get into it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the great blessings about spiritual disciplines. There are so many different ones right. and I've tried journaling numerous times and for whatever reason, it just never has been the kind of thing that's beneficial for me. And I quickly tire of it. Uh, so I do know that at least at this point in life, that's not the most spiritually edifying thing right. for me to do. And I think that's the point is that we have to find those things that are beneficial for mm -hmm. us. Absolutely. So. What about you, Jay? I would say prayer. <clears throat> and I, I never really thought that until I got older. Um, and, you know, uh, pray without ceasing mm -hmm. was something we always mm -hmm. talked about. Yeah. You know, and what exactly does that mean? And that means that, uh, you know, you're very purposeful uh and that you know that everything that you do, good, bad, ugly, is, uh, you know, like God's with you mm -hmm. and listening. Yeah. Um, you know, in the passenger seat of the car when somebody cuts you off, uh, you know, if I say something, you know, that I'm not particularly, well, I'm not going to say I'm not proud of it because I am proud of it. <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> in that moment. But, you know, I mean, there are times that, that I will say out loud, you know, I'm sorry. You know, and there are times that that I realize that, you know, what what the prayers that uh, that I'm praying, um, you know, I'll realize that that's not anything I really need God to do. It's something that God needs me to do, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. you know, and then really lift up the prayers to God that that you know, I need something else other than what we can do as, as humans. And, uh, because there's a certain amount that God puts back on us and right. says, mm -hmm. you know, you have the power to do this, you know? Well, so. I, and I can't remember who said it, but once heard, and I believe this to be true too, that prayer, prayer changes us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that, that when we are praying that, that, that changes us to act or to move, it changes us to, to listen and to and to be in that. Um, well, John already answered this one, but do you have a spiritual director? Um, opinions on spiritual directors. Well, let me just say, uh, I've only, I mean, I'm 58 years old. I've only had a spiritual director for a year. I never did that once in my life, and yet I've had over the years many, many people encourage me to do that, mm -hmm. and I've known many people that have done it, and I just, for whatever reason, I wasn't resistant. I just didn't care enough to really 
want it uh, for whatever reason. And I think there are times in life when, quite frankly, it wouldn't have been beneficial for me. I wouldn't at a place spiritually or even maybe emotionally where that would have been a benefit to me. Uh, and I, like Jay said, all kidding aside, the older you get, the more you start to reflect on your years of life and what are some things that are necessary and important. And I really kind of reached out to somebody not knowing her um, and yet just feeling this desire, this compulsion to want to try to do something, not even knowing exactly what that looked like. And for me, it's turned out to be a great blessing. Um, and, and I think it's one of those things where it has to be the right time for the right person. And there are some people that may never need that or ever want it, and that's okay as well. I'm just at a place finally for me where I didn't need it or maybe just didn't want it, and finally I do. So uh, it's been very, very helpful for me because it just kind of puts things into perspective mm -hmm. uh, that I know. I mean, I've, my spiritual director is great, and their responsibility is to listen more than anything else. Mm -hmm. But then she just kind of puts it all in perspective at the end, and it's nothing that's that I haven't heard before or even thought about, but for some reason the way she says it and when she says it, it just it's the right time and the right place for me, and it just makes a profound difference. So, anyone else? I do not have a spiritual director. Um, I'm not against them. I just am still, you know, getting kind of settled back in Arkansas, <laughs> and that is actually something that seems like it w would be good, especially kind of like John was saying of we have to make our own Sabbath time. Um, and so I think it would, it sounds like it would be a good thing to have mm -hmm. that person and to be able to set some time apart that is, you know, us getting to talk about our own spiritual lives um, and be fed and be in conversation with someone um, since we are often the pastors for other people. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I, I don't, I don't have a spiritual director. I have, I know some spiritual directors that I will occasionally call, but I think it would be helpful I, to, to have that ongoing accountability. Mm -hmm. um, I know um, I see a, a therapist on a regular basis, um, and she knows that I am a pastor, and so she'll she'll bring and she is a Christian herself, and so occasionally she'll you know ask ask that question. Well, don't you think that God's grace is big enough for this? And I'll be like, oh. Oh, you're so right. God's grace is big enough for this. Um, and so even in that that therapy, um, which I'm also a huge fan of, um, that, that, that spiritual component and being able to have people that will, will push us, um, I think is really helpful. I'm a huge fan of spiritual directors and of therapists. I do not see either myself because <laughs> I can do it all. <laughs> um, now, you know, and John's right. As, as we do get older, there you, you realize that you can't just depend on you. Uh, you know, I was raised uh, when seeing someone, regardless of what it was, was a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. And it's just yeah. not that That's way right. anymore. No, That's no. right. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I will be the first to tell any couple that I am marrying, you know, don't be afraid to, to see a, a therapist when you're out of, uh, you know, uh, not on the same page. Uh, I'll be the first to tell a, a kid, you know, this is out of my range. You know, you need to sit down and do f some counseling with a, a therapist or whatever. You know, but man, I just, when it comes to myself, you know, when it comes to admitting that, uh, you know, you, you need it yourself. It's, it's, it's a hard one to, to do. So, 
I'm not against it. I mean, I really am for it, but. Right. Well, and I think it is, um, I think the more that we as pastors can, um, can talk through and share our stories of either spiritual directors or therapists or counselors mm -hmm. or coaches, you know, that, that we are, we don't have all of the answers mm -hmm. and we are constantly seeking, uh, seeking to learn and grow from others as well. Um, that the more of that stigma kind of, mm -hmm. of asking for help um, that we can kind of dispel, I think is really good. I think we can all use direction mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and then finally, our last question, what is your favorite liturgical season of the year? Liturgical seasons. I'm going to say Advent. That's Christmas time. Why, mm. why, why is Advent your favorite? He likes purple. Uh, <laughs> or blue. Or blue. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, it, to me, there's just a lot of things. I, I love Christmas time. Uh, I love... Uh, you know, there's a lot of family things going on at Christmas time, and I realize not everybody is fortunate enough to have family around. Um, but also, uh, it, it's it's just it marks the end of the calendar year. Uh, it's moving into a new year. It's uh, celebrating the birth of Christ. Um, you, the, and it, selfishly, you you see a lot of people when you work in a church that. Uh, you see people that you haven't seen in a long time. Right. And, uh, I mean, there will be times, I mean, we've got enough clergy where we're not all in the services, but I like to just stand outside and greet people at the door and because there's so many people you just haven't seen in a while. So that's my, my favorite. And I like Christmas carols. I like Advent as well, um, but for a slightly different reason. I like the anticipatory aspect of Advent um, and the fact that we're we're looking towards this thing that we know is going to happen, but it's not quite here yet. And we recognize in Advent that that we're not as a world or as people where we need to be, but we're we're working to try and make things better and to prepare um, to, to receive Christ. And so I like that that now and not yet mm -hmm. aspect of, of purple and blue Advent. I really like Lent. Um, I like the, I like the spiritual discipline kind of aspect of it of giving something up. That's always been um, something that my family always did, and so I like the intentionality about that season, especially because it's one of those things where having something that I'm specifically giving up, I guess, reminds me every day of the season we're in and what we're getting ready for and what we're being reminded of, and I, I just like that that special season of something reminding me every day um, and feeling like I'm leading up to something special. I think my favorite is just ordinary time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Which is just a cute way of breaking up Pentecost because it lasts so long. I, I'm kind of like Abby. I think I like Lent probably the best, uh, but it's also the most frustrating time for me spiritually. <laughs> Because there are times, as Abby mentioned, there are times when I'll try to take on a discipline or release something I need to let go. And um, some years I'm more effective and better at it than others. Uh, I thought this year was really good because we did a collective uh, effort during Lent uh, church-wide. And it paid off, I think, in lots of ways, uh, literally and uh, figuratively. But um, I like the idea of being 
forced, if you will, to be disciplined, maybe pushing myself a little more than I would otherwise. So Lent to me always, you know, if we get to the passion of Christ and we finally get to the celebration of the resurrection, just that lead up and that build up is pretty powerful for me. Awesome. Well, and we wear purple stoles. <laughs> you know, December 25th is always Christmas. Yes, I do know that. That's why I don't like Lent. I mean, what <laughs> what day's Easter? I don't know. <laughs> Let me google it. Sunday. Uh, it's always every Sunday, Jay. Is a little Easter. Every Sunday is a little Easter. That's right. Celebrate resurrection. Oh, oh, my you? Lord. Oh, we have one more me. question. One more question. Michael. Oh, God, Michael. Okay. We have one more question that has come in. Breaking news. Breaking news. In the current climate of our world, how do you use your faith to guide you through the good time, but especially through the tough times? How does our faith guide us? I think it's just a matter of finding some sense of hope and purpose in life when you might not otherwise find it. I mean, just having hope that somehow, ultimately, as messed up as we can make the world, we believe in a God of grace and mercy and forgiveness and love who finally and finally is the one who's in control mm-hmm. uh, and trying to surrender that is not easy in a world where it's easy to be filled with angst and fear which I fall prey to as well, just like anybody else. But I would imagine and can only imagine that if I live life without any kind of sense of faith, uh, how empty and fearful that would be for me anyway. Jay? I don't know, honestly. That's the honest answer. Um, Sometimes I can get caught up in what's going on where my emotions can take over and I forget to release those to, mm-hmm. uh, to my faith, to God. I think we all do that. Yeah, and, sure. um, you know, uh, so usually, you know, in the moment I can run hot and be angry or, uh, sad or whatever, you know, and it's not until I get to a point where maybe it's right before I go to bed at night, you know, where I can just reflect and, you know, you all may do this in your journaling, but uh, for me, it's just it's just thinking about, you know, where is my faith in this? And, um, you know, what can I do better? Uh, and what can I do to help this situation? So. Abby? Yeah, I think mine is similar to John's of just, for me, especially in the hardest times of remembering that there is a presence mm. um, and that I'm not by myself. Um, our faith reminds us that God is always with us in everything that we are dealing with. And that faith has led to a faith community um, of people that when I'm struggling and when I, you know, when things are terrible and when the world seems terrible, that not only do I have a God to say, you know, where is the hope in this? Where are you in this? You know, remind me that I'm not alone, but also then to have a community where we can you know, grieve together or encourage each other. Um, and that really gets me through the worst and the, the most difficult times when the world seems challenging in the worst ways that there are other people um, to go through that with. Right. I think community is huge um, 
and I think that this idea that that the whatever times we are going through that that there is always something on the other side mm-hmm. um, that that resurrection because we believe in resurrection um, we believe that that no tough time not even death um, mm-hmm. has the final word um, and to me um, I, I get caught up in a lot of really difficult stuff um, in the world, but, but I try and look at this big picture. Um, I'm like, Jay, I get angry and all of this, and then I say, and <laughs> in the big picture of it, I believe that, that God controls the moral arc of the universe um, and that, that resurrection is where we, where we hang our hats. Yeah. Well, on that note, hopefully a note of hope, Uh, We will close today. Thank you so much for joining us with our Pulaski Heights Roundtable. We are thankful for your presence, and we hope that you will join us again. So have a great week, and tell someone about Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church.